Good morning, everybody. Long time no see. And welcome to another Desert Eagles podcast. It's your boy, Ian, and we are the best Eagles podcast in the West, talking about everything Philadelphia Eagles related. We have had um, we've had an interesting uh, two weeks since I've been gone. Um, sorry about that again. You know, I've just been focusing on my business and taking care of some stuff with that. I apologize for my little hiatus and stuff. Um, but I have been on top of, you know, the games and watching all the reports and keeping up to date and everything. And I apologize about that. I will be more consistent with that. But um, to get to the Eagle stuff, this past game, you know, against the New England Patriots, I was not surprised that we lost. And I'm actually glad that we lost. Now, hear me out. I'm glad that we lost this game for two reasons. One, it again is just showing the entire world what the issue is with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm I'm very 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 pleased with the work that Jim Schwartz has done with the defense. Those guys getting healthy, those guys rally rallying around each other, those guys basically shutting down offenses right now. They're doing great. Jalen Mills coming back. Who would have fucking thought that Jalen Mills coming back would be the catalyst to our DBs playing well? But we called it. Who would have thought that the defensive line would be getting the pressure that they're getting? Well, they're all healthy now and they're getting great play out of the young guys. The linebackers are, are doing better. TJ Edwards, guys, number 57, TJ Edwards is going to be a stud. Mark my words. Mark my words. That kid is good. You need to watch him whenever he's in the game. I, I, I applaud Jim Schwartz for what he's done. Now, my issue is with Doug Peterson, Mike Groh, and Carson Wentz. In that order. Doug Peterson, bro, the culture that you've built with the Philadelphia Eagles. I do love it. I love the brotherhood. I love the family. I love all that. But with a brotherhood, a pack between men, right? There's got to be trust and accountability. You got to trust that whoever you put out there, right? That they're going to do their job. And you have to hold them accountable to do that job. And the third part of that is there has to be consequences for not doing your job. Guys, the effort that the receiving core has put up this year is absurd. And I don't mean that in a good way. It's ridiculous how inept, how shaken, how inept a lot of these guys are. Now, I, I've given Alshon a lot of flack, but you know what? Honestly, the dude is really hurt. He, he's really He's been banged up for a while now. And when Alshon is his best, he's amazing. But right now, it's just he's falling apart, man. And it sucks to see. Deshaun Jackson, I know I didn't talk about this publicly, but I have a serious issue with Deshaun Jackson. I just think that he, you know... He put the team in a very, very shitty situation. I know that he wanted to come back. I know that he trusted the process with his uh, training team and all this stuff. But, dude, 
honestly, you screwed us. You and the organization made a very, 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 very big mistake. And we don't need to harp on that because it's happened. You know, we're, we're a couple weeks removed from that. So moving on from that. Nelson Aguilar needs to be benched. When Nelson Aguilar is out there, he's not doing much or he's hurting the team. And him deleting his social media and doing all that, like, listen, I can't even imagine the mental stress that he's going through right now. I can't imagine the anxiety he feels. And frankly, when those voices start to creep in and more importantly, the loudest voice is usually your own voice in your head. He's just not, he's not helping this team. He, he needs to sit the bench with uh, Sidney Jones and we need to bring up a younger guy onto the roster to try to make something happen. The only way that you can succeed in anything is experience, right? So here's an analogy. My dad, when I was younger, I don't, I'm not even sure if he remembers this, but I remember this clear as day because it was fucking traumatic. I had an issue with swimming in the deep end as a kid. And I would always hold my nose and I would do this weird like doggy paddle thing. And it was like half drowning, half swimming, right? So one day my dad literally picked me up and just threw me into the deep end. And I had to figure out really, really fast how the hell I was going to swim and float before I drowned and died. And guess what? I didn't die. I figured it out pretty quick. The coaches need to do that with the young guys on this roster. This whole bullshit of being like, oh, we're going to play older guys no matter what. And these veteran guys deserve it and this and that. Doug, it's absolute nonsense. The only way to become better in the NFL is to see quality snaps and to learn from your mistakes. You need to play the younger guys on the roster and the younger guys that have showed promise on the practice field, showed promise in preseason Guys that you rave about in press conferences, but we don't get to see them. Why not make a change right now? You guys clearly had an opportunity to make a change when we were in, uh, um, before the trade deadline, you guys didn't do that. On the waiver wire, you guys wouldn't do that. You guys always rave about how, oh, we have like so much talent on this roster and, you know, guys are doing their jobs try man because the formula that we have right now is not working repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again is insanity insanity the receivers and some of the guys that we have on this roster are not working that's howie's fault and doug's fault doug it is your responsibility to make sure that these players are getting coached up that they know where they're supposed to line up You need to demand out of them, demand out of them that they need to play better. Demand it. And if they aren't showing up on offense, they need to they need to just sit their ass down, man. As much as I love Jason Peters, Jason Peters should not be starting at left tackle. He shouldn't be playing right now. Put somebody else in there. It it hurts to say this, but honestly, like he's just a liability at this point, man. Jumping off sides getting stupid penalties. He can't finish a game. Dude, just hang it up. Darren Sproles, man, you know, what a career. It sucks that it had to end this way, but it is what it is, man. 
Mike Rowe said that essentially that he's still happy with Nelson Aguilar and, you know, he hasn't seen any real drop off from 2017 until now. Bro, I'm tired of the bullshit, man. Stop with the pandering to people's fucking feelings, man. Enough. Enough. You you look stupid, Mike Rowe. You look dumb. Your player cannot track a ball to save his life. Your player can't catch, and that's his job. And when he's out there, he's not like he's not doing anything. And here's the thing: like we're talking about routine plays too, man. Routine plays. This offense just can't make. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz made some of the worst throws that I've seen him make in his young career. And honestly, you know, some of the criticism being like, you know, Carson's holding on to the ball um, too much. Carson's doing this. Carson, you know, is forcing things. He he is. He was in that game. But can you blame the guy? Yes, it's an issue. But can you blame him? He want he desperately wants someone to get open. And I can see that he's frustrated. And you know what? Just looking at body language, like it just seems like everyone is afraid to confront each other because honestly, I think there's a lot of sensitive ass guys on this team. There's a lot of people that get in their feelings. If you know what the issue is, then by all means, do your job, man. Here's the thing about the Seattle game coming up, guys. With our defense playing as well as they've been playing, right? The Seattle Seahawks aren't the Legion of Boom anymore. Sure, they have a good, they have a fantastic, they have a fantastic D-line and linebacking core. I think their DBs, their DBs are aggressive. They play good in that cover three scheme, but they're not, they're not the Legion of Boom. We can make something happen against them. I think we can run the ball against them. We should move the ball against them. This is not an unwinnable game. This game comes down to our defense being able to stop Russell Wilson and to stop the four fast receivers that the Seahawks have. A lot of people are pretty pissed off that we didn't take DK Metcalf. DK is balling right now, and he's probably going to go off on us a little bit um, in Philadelphia when he comes into town. I... Would I want DK Metcalf? Yeah. He's a, he's a physical specimen. Obviously, he's being coached well. Obviously, his skill set was going to translate to the NFL. So it's really head-scratching why, how we would take JJ, who can't seem to get on the field, over DK Metcalf. I don't know if it was, you know, analysis by, no, paralysis by analysis or whatever you, however you say that saying, but um you know, not wanting to pick a guy and him potentially being bust, being a bust. But I mean, so far you you, you kind of you ended up drafting a bust. Now I don't want to harp on JJ too much, just because we haven't seen much of him. He made a good catch the other day, and what does Doug do? He takes him out. That doesn't make any sense, man. This is what I mean. This is the part of the issue that I have with Doug. If you see someone excelling on the field and doing well why are you stopping that Doug Peterson even said you know I should have stuck with the run game a little bit more yeah you fucking should have so why did you stop 
if you know you're receiving court guys, if you know in life there's an issue, you know what the issue is and everyone knows what the issue is and you refuse not to change it. That's just that, that's just being idiotic and you deserve whatever happens to you, especially if it's a bad habit. You can't be surprised when bad things happen when you know what the solution is. We have guys that are stepping up or guys that are trending upwards in the right direction. And then right, right when things are going well, we pull them, we sit them, we go back to doing, you know, the dumb shit. Listen, Carson Wentz is a Ferrari. He is. And anyone that thinks otherwise, like I said, you don't know football. But just because we have a Ferrari doesn't mean that we should be speeding that thing 135 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour uh, uh, speed zone. If you catch my drift. Yeah, we have a Ferrari, but our freaking uh, receiving core is a... Uh, 1991 Toyota Camry that has 200,000 miles on it. Like it's just not, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not working right now. So we need to get creative with the players that we have. We have to get creative with the run game. I don't see any creativity out of this team. And that goes to show that my grow, what are you doing? What is your purpose? What is your purpose, man? I'm being dead serious when I when I ask this question. Car- Carson Walsh or whoever the hell the re- receiving coach is. What are you doing in these meetings? This is like we need outside help in the offseason. We need to hire an offensive coordinator who is innovative, who understands matchups who understands the players that they have on the roster and understand how to play to Carson Wentz's talent and level. Like, I don't want to waste this guy's years. I don't. I don't want to see him be another... Who, who can I describe him to? Another Phillip Rivers or a, a player that we know has a talent but just cannot cannot get over the hump because he doesn't have the players around him and he doesn't have the right people making decisions for play calls. Now, Carson, man, you do hold the ball too damn long. And at some point, you do need to check the ball down or you need to do what you do best or what you did best back in 2017. Run. Get mobile. It's only frustrating. I'm only frustrated with this season because we are right there. We are right there for almost every game, right there. We've only been blown out maybe once. The Cowboys blew us out and we deserve that loss. Other than that, guys, most of the, most of the games like have been pretty close and either came down to one possession or we messed up and shot ourselves in the foot. That's the most frustrating thing about this. Now, I do believe that we can and we will beat the Seattle Seahawks. I do believe that. If we beat them, we got Miami, and I think we have the Giants and then Washington, which are all winnable games. 
I do not believe that the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the New England Patriots. The reason why is they're going to come off of this win against us and realize, bro, we had to have our, our wide receiver throw a touchdown to win that last game. We did not play well. So they're going to go down to Dallas and make, and make an example out of them. I absolutely believe that Tom Brady is going to shred that team apart. And then we're going to be tied for first again. I think this, this, this week is winnable. And all the weeks after that, absolutely winnable until our collision course with the Dallas Cowboys again. Do I think that we're going to do well in the playoffs? If you want my honest to God opinion, I think that we are going to fall apart in the playoffs and be exposed for exactly what we are, an inept team on offense. That's just, that's just my thinking. Because there is no indication right now. There's zero indication that we're going to get better on offense right now. It, it just... It, it doesn't make sense to me why all of a sudden we are going to start putting up 40 points against people. But who knows, man? The NFL is a funny thing. Football in general is a funny thing. Any, literally any given Sunday, anything can happen. So I'm really, really, really hoping that our coaches are realizing what is at stake here. Not saying that they don't care. I know, I know these guys care. And they want to win. But we just got to stop the nonsense, man. We got every Philadelphia Eagles fan can see. And they know. Like, I think we are the one of the most intelligent fan bases in the NFL. Philly fans know football. They understand it. They also understand the coaches, the culture, the schemes. They understand it. So you can't lie to us. What what Doug Peterson is doing in these press conferences and all this shit and all the, all the coaches, like they're just blowing smoke up our ass and enough is enough. That's why Eagles fans are so mad right now. And that's why they're clowning all the players and clowning the coaches. And that's why Philly sports media is like just going in and asking the hard questions finally, because we're all being lied to these, like, come on coaches. You can't like, you can't lie to us, man. It's on tape. It's on film. Everyone sees it. It's just enough is enough, man. I'm actually already looking forward towards the draft and and next season because I am very, very interested to see how Howie Roseman can change the mistakes he's made this year. We obviously need a number one wide receiver. We need to trade for one or get one in free agency. Um, drafting one, guys, it, I already see people being like, oh, J- Jerry Judy. Like, guys, he's not going to be there where, wherever we're going to pick at. If we're going to p- pick in the mid-teens, early 20s in the draft, Jerry's going to be gone. So stop. Enough. And I wouldn't trade and mortgage our draft picks in future to move up really high in the draft to, to draft Jerry Judy. There's so many receivers in this draft. We should definitely pick up two, and we definitely need a number one. I do not want to see us re-sign Nelson Aguilar. I definitely think that we need to move on from either Alshon or Deshaun after this year. 
But even the young, the younger guys, freaking Mac Hollins got to go, or he needs to play defense because he can't catch. He will go out there and tackle somebody on special teams, but I don't know why this dude is even listed as a receiver on our roster. JJ, I, like he needs. We need to give him more plays, man. Like why not? Why not at this point? Why not? Miles Sanders is balling out. That that's that ended up being a, a pretty good pick. He looked good. He still is a little hesitant in the hole. He needs to trust his eyes. Andre Dillard, I think Andre Dillard should be the starting left tackle. It looks like he's going to be the starting right right tackle though because Lane Johnson's in concussion protocol. But some of our top draft picks honestly have have done all right. Dallas Goddard is trending in the right direction. But he's not Zach Ertz yet. But next year, we we need, we need help at receiver. And we need to get faster. We have a quarterback that can throw a football probably a good 70 to 80 yards from one end zone to the other. Carson Wentz got a freaking cannon, man. Why don't we adapt our roster, at least offensively, to mirror a team that Doug used to work for, like the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the the first three guys on their receiving court, one one guy runs a 4-2-8, the other one runs a 4-4, another guy runs a 4-3-8. You need speed in this game now, especially with a guy that has a, a freaking laser for an arm. Because I don't see anybody in the NFC East being able to cover a whole bunch of speedy guys I really hope that we re-sign Jordan Howard also. Jordan Howard has been a a steady, consistent, physical force for our offense. I don't know what it is about the the Andy Reid coaching tree that just refuses to run the ball. Like, I I don't get it. Look at all the teams that are successful this year. Like, really look at them. Look at their roster. First of all, they all have a fullback, and they all have a very, very aggressive and dominant running game. Don't you think that there might be a reason for that? Don't you think that because teams are spreading out, getting lighter, getting faster, because, you know, it's a spread game now. Don't you think if a team is like, hmm, we're going to beef up our offensive line, get a fullback, get a uh, uh, physical running back and just pound it down these people's faces? Like, don't like have you guys realized that Seattle, the 49ers, even even New England has a fullback and has a pretty decent run game. We can't put it all on on Carson Wentz right now. Carson Wentz is not there's only one quarterback in this in this league that I think can do everything on his own and that's Aaron Rodgers. That's the only guy that I think truly elevates the level of play and could do everything on his own. That's really it. So everyone that's like, oh, well, Carson Wentz doesn't elevate the level of play, the level of play of the players around him. All right, well, name name other people that do. You can't even say Patrick Mahomes because when he was out, freaking Matt Moore looked like a freaking all pro. I know I'm crazy for saying that, but I mean, let's be real. Let's look at the tape. Tape don't lie. 
you can make the argument for Russell Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson right now, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. Um, what what's his name? Oh my God, Lamar Lamar Jackson. Sorry about that brain fart. Lamar Jackson is the MVP right now, and he's completely transformed that organization. He yeah, he elevates the level of play of the guys around him, but that dude is doing a lot on his own with his legs. Russell Wilson is probably tied for the MVP candidate right now, too. He does a lot of stuff, but he's probably the most accurate thrower in the NFL. Special guy. Carson, Carson's the reason why I fell in love with the way that Carson Wentz plays quarterback is because he is able to extend plays and he just has a freaking cannon for an arm. I don't see that this year. I feel like he's being handicapped. Now, I don't know if because he's trying to be a true pocket quarterback. I don't know if the organization is begging him to not take hits and to be careful. I don't know what it is, but I don't see the same Carson Wentz that made him an MVP candidate in 2017. And, you know, putting a guy like that and just keeping him in a pocket when he has guys that cannot get open you know, that's kind of an issue. That's kind of a problem. Why don't we do play action? Like fake the run and, and dump a pass. Why aren't we doing more screens? Why are we doing like, there's so many things that I feel like that we're not doing. I feel like our, our offense is so vanilla and simple. I don't know, man. But I am optimistic that we can get our shit together for this game. Thank God we're playing at home and not in Seattle. But Seattle's going to come out swinging against us because they understand who we are. They know that we can catch them. I think that's another thing. Like Teams aren't underestimating us. They understand who we are. And I I appreciate Bill Belichick being like, hey, listen, Carson Wentz is is the truth. And they have talent over there. They took us seriously. Like New England did play us hard. They didn't. They didn't take us lightly. These other teams that are coming in, the only team that I feel like just blatantly disrespects us is the, is the Cowboys. Understood because we hate each other. But everybody else is like they're they're giving us their best shot, and we're still in these games. We just had to figure out. We we have to figure out how to just close these games out and just make a play when we need to. I do think we're starting faster. I love how we're grinding out the time of possession. We're, we're figuring it out. We're figuring out our, our identity, but we need to be more consistent and we need, we need somebody to be consistent on this team and just make a, make a play, man. Just make a play. That's what it comes down to. That's why a lot of guys aren't going to be on this roster next year because they just aren't making plays when they need to. And not even just spectacular plays. I'm talking about routine stuff, securing the ball, catching it, blocking, running, you know, hitting your gap. Like, come on, man. And that starts with the coaches. But guys... I'm not even going to get angry anymore and rant on social media like I have done in the past because I've gone back and rewatched a lot of games and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm really listening to what 
you know, Philly sports media is saying, I'm listening to what the coaches are saying. And the writing's just on the wall, man. The writing is just on the wall. Our organization is covering for guys and just not being honest with themselves and with with us. The 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 writing's on the wall, man. We all know what the shortcomings are and it's not going to get fixed. A lot of these guys are who they are or they're rattled. Some guys are playing scared. Some guys are just not able to play because they're too hurt. We we need to figure something out fast. And honestly, we can still win this whole division. I don't know if we're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I have no idea. But we can make it to the playoffs. I don't see why not. But hey, it's time to get real and it's time to stop being sensitive and it's time to just to just put your fucking helmet on and make a play. Cuz guys, that's the name of the game in the NFL. You either make a play and you get paid or you don't and you go home. With that being said, I will see you guys on Sunday post game. Um I'm going to do a post-game report after that. I'll let you know what I think. We're going to come out with a win. I feel it. I really, really think we're going to come out with a win for this game. I hope you guys get up, get excited, because after this game, after we get this W, now it's going to get interesting. It's going to get real interesting after that. All right, y'all. Hope you have a good day. I will see you later. Peace.